rhythm. You know the moves, church. Come on. This morning at the back, there's a little table there. You'll be able to help yourself to a white pack where you'll find out more details of the church. So we'd love you to take one of those. So church, can we put our hands together to welcome our visitors? Fantastic. And a special welcome to Brent Weather all the way from the Ukraine. As we, uh, wonderful to have you with us, Brent. Brent is, um, I was going to say, I mean, he's been here forever. He's probably been in the church more than many people here. 1988, was that right? The first time you were planted in what was Hamilton Apostolic Church. So a few moons ago now, but wonderful to have you with us this morning. We'll be hearing more from Brent later on. And also Pastor Sheridan and Jan are ministering in the Brisbane Church in Australia, so they'll be having a wonderful time there. So that's very, very cool. Also on the 9th of May, we're commencing the uh, Activate School of Leadership. I really encourage you to be part of that. Uh, you can find out more information as you pick up one of these flyers here. And um, also, the uh, newsletter for May is out now, and trust you've got one of those as well. So isn't that fantastic? Okay, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week? Wow, come on down. Tracy and Grant. How many years, guys? Twelve, congratulations. Okay, yeah. 21 for a birthday. A little bit more than that, help yourself to a chocolate bar. Congratulations, guys. Wedding anniversary. 
Wow, how many years? Wow, very good. Well, church, why don't we jump to our feet and declare this, just to hear what we're going to declare this prayer of blessing. I think this is a great prayer, isn't it? It really is. And so when we pray, let's pray with our hearts full of faith. Oh, hi, Anna. Happy birthday. Help yourself to a chocolate bar. Fantastic. Okay, here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give them a big hand. <clears throat> Congratulations, guys. Very cool. Okay, church, are you ready for a surprise? A 30-second surprise. What I want you to do in 10 seconds is jump out of your seat. It's only going to take 30 seconds and meet with somebody you've never met with before and say, hi, I'm Ray, I'm Jack, I'm Mary. And uh, 30 seconds, so here we go. Push play. Meet somebody you haven't met before. seat. Well done church. I hope you've met some people you haven't met before. Maybe you can catch up with them with coffee at a later time. That would be fantastic. Okay. Well, let's stand to our feet and continue to worship God. So thank you, Owen and team. Isn't he good? Isn't the King of Kings good? Oh, and you, Ray, you're great. <laughs> My focus. Sorry, Sarah, I just, I just have one more thing to say. Okay. Is that okay? It's all yours. Okay. Who would like to see a movie? Okay, adults, you should have your hands down. But if, if you're seven and under, then you can go to the downstairs cafe, if you're seven and over, into the youth hall for a movie. So, um, sorry parents. You're under seven? You're over seven, okay. Over seven, under 12, how's that, Tars? So mums and dads, just so you know with your kids, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> oh, Jesus, our focus is on you. Almighty, I feel God this morning wants to say He knows what your week, your month has been like. He's been right there with you. But He says, I am good. I am a good Father. And I love you. You're not walking this alone. Right here. So church, I invite us all this morning to choose. Choose to put Him first. Choose to make Him bigger 
than anything that we've been going through this week, this month, this year. Because He is worthy and He is with us.
some people here that just feel like they don't have value 
that they're not worth it, so they're having trouble engaging with this song. And God wants you to know that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done. I mean, he accepted prostitutes and murderers, so if you've not done that, then you're already better. Um, And if you have, it doesn't matter, God loves you anyway. Um, And so he just wants you to know that it's not who you are, it's whose you are. If you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you've, you've made that step and he's in a relationship with you and he's right there. So can we sing that chorus part again? Um, and just really, just lay it down at the cross because if you know Christ, then you've already made the right step. Sings my soul, sings my soul, the song from my heart. Overflows, sings my soul, sings my soul to thee. Sings my soul, sings my soul, constant and true. Every eye closed, we focus and we press into your presence here in this moment. In this moment, we experience your freedom, your love, your peace. I thank you that you are a God who draws near to your people, who loves your people. We cry out this morning, we love you.
I'll find. I'll find. 
over us. I find you here. Here, worshiping Him this morning. In the stillness of my love, as you sing over me, I'll define your love. Define your love for me. Love for the Father this morning as we sing over Him. He defines us. He restores us. Thank you, Lord. One more time. I'll find you here in the stillness of your love. We sing to you, Lord. You sing over me, I'm defined by your love, defined by your love for me. Yes, Lord. Every eye closed in this place this morning. You open your hands to receive. We receive your love in this place this morning, Lord. Step into that grace. 
you step into that mercy, you step into that love, and you say, I'm going to choose that. I'm not going to let the old stuff and the words from my past hold me back. I'm going to step in to what is good. And he will run to you. He will run to you. So we thank you, Jesus, right now that you would break every lie that has been spoken, every word of condemnation that is put down, every um, hurt that has been, it may have even fit the situation, but it's not you. So we break off the condemnation and the lies and we release every heart, every ear to receive your love, the way you deliver it for each of us. And we open our hearts to you today and we choose to hear your words singing to us today. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you for the awesomeness of your presence, Lord. There's no one who can compare to you. Thank you for your immense love for each one of us. Thank you for your embrace around us too. Father, in your arms we're safe and secure. The storms of this world, Lord, can never drown out your love. Lord, the trials of yesterday. Lord, look, nothing compared to the depth and the breadth of your compassion and your love and your kindness for each one of us. And thank you that you've promised that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So we can confidently say, I will not fear what man will do unto me, because I know you're with me, you're with each one of us. And so, Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the praise and the honour Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Tim. I just want to really encourage you, Andy. I believe the Lord wants to say that as, as you're playing over, your heart is a harp that has strings that sing a song to your Father in heaven. And He absolutely loves the song that comes from your heart to Him. And that song comes out through your fingers too as you play. But you know, Jesus looks for those that worship him in spirit and truth. And he looks upon you and goes, I found such a one. So be encouraged. God is with you. Amen. Fantastic. Thank you, team. Let's give them a hand. They do an awesome job. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome Brent. Brent Weather, all the way from the Ukraine. And uh, so let's give him a, a warm hand as he comes. Big hand. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brent has been part of uh, I said in the 9am east side, but Brent corrected me, you know, Hamilton Apostolic, uh, way back in 1988. So it's been a long and wonderful association. We really love you, and we thank you for what you're going to share. We're in for a real treat. So you come and you go for it, Brent. Yeah, let's give them another hand. Why not? Am I up here? Oh, good. Good morning. Um, I'm kind of struggling a little bit. There's been that song and then some words after that song, but I just want to, this word in my mind is going through my mind, what defines you? It was in that song. Like, um, 
I'm not really sure where to go with this, but like I define, I, all kind, our relationships define us in some sense. Like some of you are fathers, that's your relationship with your kids, that defines you as a father. Some of you are husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, ex-husbands, I'm an ex-husband. You know, that defines us in some way. I'm a builder, I'm a something rather, I, I have a boss or I am the boss. Those things define us, don't we? That's, what we? that's the label we put on ourselves. But I've just had this thought, um, and it's actually it's connected with what I'm doing in Ukraine, so bear with me. Um, that our relationships with God should be the things that define us. And, and why do I say relationships? Because God, God's so complex and, and so beautiful and so amazing and so multifaceted that the Bible is full of all kinds of descriptors of God, you know, metaphors of God. My favorite one is God is a chicken. Some of you know about that one. <laughs> Go find it. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible all over the Bible, actually. God is a chicken. That makes me... What? A little baby chicken. One of those little, we just had them at Easter. The little furry ones. And God says, oh, I want to put my arm of protection around you. That's me. I'm a little chick. He's my heavenly chicken. Some of you are like eagle, but I like chicken. It's just, that's a beautiful, that's a relationship. That's a definition thing. As soon as we get an idea of God is our Father, oh, that makes us children. God is our Lord, oh, that makes us followers. Jesus is, walks ahead of us, that makes us followers. Not, you know, Jesus walks beside us, that makes him friend. There's all of these different pictures, and that defines us. And, and if I was to say, what am I doing, trying to do in Ukraine, is helping Ukrainians understand all of those facets. Like the, the fullness of what human life was supposed to be, is defined in, oh gosh, I'm so, sorry, I'm getting a bit preachy here. Anyway, but we are defined. And, and I, my question to you is, how do you define yourself? When you look at yourself, are you allowing the world to define you, past experiences to define you, or allowing your relationships with God to define you? Um, just, just a thought, because I've defined myself in all kinds of really negative ways um, in the past. Um, anyway, my boss is here, so I have to say this, <laughs> that I'm part of one mission organization, great mission organization. If by the end of this missions men mandate kind of month, global mandate, um, you get to thinking, oh, I think maybe going overseas might be part of what God's got for me, then that's the brand name to recognize. Okay, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> um, oh, just, before, just to introduce this, um, what we did is we... Try to summarize, trying to summarize a whole big thing, ministry in Ukraine is quite hard. So we got somebody to make a video for us. So here's six minutes on what we do. This is a country with a lot of history, a thousand years of Christian history. It's a country that suffered a lot. So all of those things kind of provide a background uh, to a deeper thinking about life, the meaning of life. The students I work with are very unique from the other people I've met around the world. Uh, they are very uh, nationalistic. Uh, they believe in their country and they believe that they can make a difference in the world in the future. I think a, a lot of Ukrainians would say, uh, I'm a Christian because I was born in Ukraine. Ukraine's a Christian country. Although there were 70 years of Soviet atheism, so there's plenty of people that still kind of have more of a scientific atheistic view and would, you know, are skeptical of anything religious. 
there is uh, some generation actually which is uh, was born in Soviet Union and their views on religion and on a faith is little bit different. My generation we grown up in in free Ukraine where like Christianity weren't condemned as much as in Soviet Union but still like I think we are influenced by how our parents grown up. I just see a lot of potential for, for a lot of these young people that we're working with, especially when they get turned on to the Lord. It's exciting to see them get passionate about you know, sharing their faith with others or, 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 or growing themselves. Our ministry kind of begins with a, an English focus. Most of the people we work with are university students from the age of 18 to 25. We've used English language just because that's an easy way to connect with a lot of people here. We have uh, English camps in the summertime. It's a wonderful environment where they can just spend 10 days with a foreigner. Some of them walk away with a new understanding of God, a better English, and the excitement to come back to next year's camp. We love to see them come initially just because they want to practice their English, but by the end, many of them become quite spiritually interested. Our English clubs that's another way we've had invitation into several universities. So they're English, again, an opportunity for students who already know English to practice their English. I stopped believing God in some period of time in my life. Then we went to English club that brand leads. And I went there like probably more than a year. And then I went to English camp. And that's how I started like my new traveling, I would say. Those that are more spiritually interested will um, organize life groups for them. Yeah, life group is the phrase that we use to describe church, but not church like most people think. Usually when people hear like Christianity, they, they think about building and, and uh, rules. And when they hear about how our life groups goes, that we don't have those strict rules that they don't understand, we're just friendly people that if you want, they, we, might, we can tell you about God, but if you don't want, we, we will just try to be a friend. We would like to tell our supporters, thank you for years of faithfulness, for prayer and friendship. I'm very aware that there is a whole team of people who have given sacrificially and financially and have got a sense that God's calling them to impact Ukraine. So any story we share, anything that's done, I mean, it's their stories too. It would be neat to see in heaven, they'll meet Ukrainians that are there because of their partnership. Prayer support is essential. I think it's really important to uh, get all the prayer updates that um, Randy and Shelley and Brett and Kevin send out. They can support it by helping fund these missionaries and then also if they do choose to come here. There may be people that you know who would like to have the experience of coming for camp. Every summer we recruit teams to come and help at English camp and you don't have to be an English teacher to do that. You just come uh, if you're willing to let God love Ukrainians through you. That's the really the only requirement. You speak English like a native speaker and want to love Ukrainians. Uh, come. We can use you. Jesus actually told us only to do a few very simple things. He said love God, you know, love your neighbors and make disciples and that's kind of formed the core of our ministry and if we can see that re reproduced in the lives of Ukrainians, then we'll let loose the, uh, a reproducing cycle that will transform this community.
Okay, there's a whole lot of stuff in there, and there's some things that I'd like to highlight. One of them is camps. Like we were talking earlier about recruiting for camp. We're actually still recruiting some teachers. Now, you don't have to be a teacher, but you just have to be... We're actually looking for young women. So anybody from 17 to the low 80s would fit into that category. We need two for July. So you might, some of you might have recognised Tiffany from this church. She came, she's come twice to camp. You can talk to her about how awesome it is. Um, and if you wanted to be part of that, then let me know pretty quick because actually tomorrow's the, the final date. But we make some extensions and all of that. Um, we'll, we'll accommodate you. Um, I just want to think about our ministry and just summarize a couple of things and preach a little bit and teach us some Russian. Is that okay? Um, so if I was to summarize all what we're doing is in one word, it's this. Um, Jesus said that we were to be disciples. Uh, that means like a student, a copier, a follower of a master, um, and that's what we're trying to do, um, helping Ukrainians through these various English kind of focused ministries of our English conversation clubs and our um, camps and what we call life group. That's kind of our definition of church. And I just want to highlight one guy. He was in the video, my mate Vadim, and just tell his story as an example of, of kind of how things work. Um, Vadim, I met him probably... Now, two and a half years ago, maybe even three years ago, he came to my English club. Um, here he is uh, in our English club. Had a bit longer here. Um, and, uh, you know, he came along. He was pretty open to telling me that he didn't believe in God pretty much straight away in the first week. Um, we kind of do some Bible stuff and some discussion. Actually, that those weeks we were talking about God as a chicken, actually. Uh, he quite liked that, uh, God as a chicken. But he didn't really believe in God because he'd got, actually gone to a Sunday school and they told him that that Jesus sends all the bad people to hell. And he decided, I'm not going to believe in a God that's anything like that. So that really put him off. But he came along to an English club. He came along for about a year, as he said. Then he came to our camp. Um, last year, he came to our camp. Then after camp, um, so here he is at camp. Well, here's our camp. So a lot of, he's not in that picture. You can hunt for him, but he's not there. Um, here's some of these guys up close. They're all really awesome-looking people. Um, he came to this camp and uh, heard the gospel again, several times over actually at camp. Um, but still, he, he kind of held off. Um, we then, uh, let me just click through this. We then, he started coming along to our life group. So this is my church. Uh, some people, you come to this kind of gathering as part of your church experience. This is my church experience. It's very biblical. This is the church that meets at Brent's house. So when you say greet the church that meets at Brent's house, that's who you're greeting. Um, I don't have to go far to church because see where those people are sitting on that couch? That, that sofa, is, that's my bed. So I just have to roll out of bed and uh, put the table up, put the cups of tea, everything around the table with a cup of tea, and we just worship God together, pray, study the Bible together, develop leaders. All of those people including Vadim, have all led worship, they've all led Bible discussions, they're all ready and pretty much uh, know how to lead their own group. How many here? Can you all lead your own group? Could you start next week? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I heard, I heard a yes. That's good stuff. So we're developing all of these into, in fact, one of them, Yulia here. Whoa, 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 I pressed the wrong button. This girl here, she's already got her own group. She's two years old as a Christian. And I'll tell a bit more about Yulia. She's the one who came to our group that I talked about about a month ago now, who came and said, I don't love you anymore. Remember that? Uh, anyway, I haven't got time to tell that story, but Vadim's here. So he comes along. It was really interesting, that phrase that he used. I love the way that Ukrainians, when they're trying to find English words, 
choose the most interesting words to describe their Christian experience. Because he said, do you remember in the video, he said something like, oh, I guess that's how, like English camp and everything and the life group, this is how I, I guess I started my traveling, my new traveling. What a cool word, new traveling, okay? I guess he was maybe looking for the word journey. I don't know what he was looking for, but I just love the way that these guys grab words that have some depth to them in reality, kind of by accident, but not by accident because that's what he's understanding, and I think that's pretty biblical. Jesus is walking ahead of us. We're following him. It's traveling, our journey of our life. So he's been on about a two-year journey to the point where he, he actually came oh, to this retreat. So we get out of the city sometimes. He came to this retreat. This retreat was actually on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it was a bit awkward because he had one seriously hardcore atheist and two guys who had been with us and coming to Life Group for a while but still hadn't made decisions about Jesus. And I don't know about your theology, but kind of my thought is you can only have a gift of the Spirit if you have the Spirit, and only Christians actually have the Spirit of God living and acting and working in them. God influences everybody, but anyway... So I sat aside with him. We kind of got these three non-Christians and thought we better do something different. Let's encourage them about the talents God's given them, but that's something different to spiritual gifts. So I got aside with Vadim and I said, look, Vadim, this might sound really offensive to you, but you probably don't have any spiritual gifts because you haven't decided to follow Jesus yet. He said, that's right. No, I haven't. And it was all very clear to him. I was thinking, praise God. It's, God just helps. He knew the decision that he had to make. He just hadn't made it yet. But a few weeks later, he came along to Life Group and he answered a question and you get this thing, something's happened. <laughs> something's changed in the way you're answering questions. And he did admit, yes, I had at home decided that I was going to follow Jesus and make him the Lord for the rest of my life. And, you know, now he's still struggling with a lot of questions, as we all are, aren't we? I got, I got more questions than answers as, as I go, go on in my Christian life. But that's a little bit about Vadim. Um, I want to come back to Yulia, though, that I mentioned before. So this is this girl who um, came along and told us all that she didn't love us. We're thinking, oh, gosh, what's happened? Short of it was she read the Bible. That's a bit of a dangerous book because she suddenly understood, compared to what the Bi how the Bible describes love, my love is, love you, love you, love you, love you, lots of friends, you know, and that's all right. But she really hit face-to-face -face Jesus' example of love, which is death, <laughs> you know, dying for us, um, giving his life for us, uh, teaching us how we should live. Um, and she really encountered that. Um, and so I want to teach you some Russian to help you think about this whole process of encountering God and, and how God transforms us um, as he's transforming Yulia. Here's some Russian. Okay, this is uh, the word slishit. It's, it's kind of weird because some letters are the same, like A is an A and a T is a T, and this isn't even a letter, actually. Um, this one tricks you because we think, oh, you know, uh, a C, this word is slishit. So everybody say slishit. Slishit. Okay. Uh, you might think it's weird what a C being an S, but it's the same in English. See? Okay. Not too weird. In fact, some of you are old enough. I was old enough. I used to collect stamps. I could never work out why did my stamps from the Soviet Union have CCCP on them until I learned. Ah, now we know what it is, don't we? It's SSS, and a P is actually an R. Don't know why. That's just to confuse you. It's a, it's a trap for young players. Um, so this is the, the SSSR. We say USSR. 
okay? The union of socialist Soviet, Soviet socialist republics. But the word union in, in Russian, you even know it. Soyuz. Some of you know about the spacecraft went off. Soyuz, spacecraft, that means union. So it's Soyuz, Sovietsky, Socialistichsky Republic. Okay. So glad you didn't have to repeat that after me. The word Slishit, say Slishit. Slishit. Okay. One letter difference, and we get this word, Slushit. Say Slushit. So Slishit, Slushit. Okay, what do they all mean? Well, this one, with this letter, this is actually a letter, those two things. Um, together make one letter. It's the letter U. Can you say U? U. It's, it's the only letter in Russian that we don't have an equivalent sound for in English. U. So this word is slushit. What does it mean? It means to hear. Okay? Like I could hear somebody going, ah. <laughs> Some revelation just happened in somebody's mind. We can hear all kinds of noises. This is like this passive hearing noises, hearing sounds. I could get a bit sexist. This is what happens when men are watching the rugby and their wives come in to say something. They're hearing some noise in the background. They're watching the Chiefs play badly, but they're, they're hearing some... Um, oh, I shouldn't say that. I heard that there were some of the Chiefs who were here the other week. Anyway, don't kill me, please. Uh, what does this word then mean? One letter difference, but all the difference in, in the world in meaning, it means to listen. So... Men watching rugby are hearing their wives, but they ain't listening, okay? Hearing is passive. Listening. Yeah, you need to go, this means to listen to me, okay? Not just hear me. Um, this word is active, isn't it? This word is, I am listening. I am concentrating on the words that you're saying because I want to understand you. I want to be able to respond in the right way with, with, with proper understanding. This is an active word. I find Russian really, really fascinating because it opens up, well, all languages do this. They, it opens up a, an understanding of how people think in, a, in all different cultures. Because if you take the word slushit and put two letters on, we know the letter S and the backwards R is a ya sound. So this word becomes slushitsa. Okay, so if you take the word for listen and add sya on, which is a reflexive, uh, a reflexive, Predstavka. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not a grammatician, as you can tell. This, this means to apply the word to yourself. So if you apply the word to yourself, listen to yourself, you get the word obey. Interesting, eh? That the word for listen and the word for obey have the same root. In fact, it just means to apply your listening to yourself. But Jesus, Jesus said the same thing. Bible scholars, there are some of you out there, and the people who were here at the 9 o'clock service cannot answer this question. So, Ray, you got it wrong last time, so don't even attempt this. <laughs> this is at the end of the, of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Okay, Jesus gets up on the Mount, speaks to a whole lot of people for a very long time about all kinds of stuff. Okay, and then he says this at the end. This is how he summarizes it. He says... Everyone, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a, what? Come on, Bible scholars, you've read this. Or maybe, have we all got weak at Activate Church and don't read our Bibles anymore? What is he like? What does Jesus say? You think Jesus is a nice guy, so he's probably going to say something nice. I'll give you a hint. Just before this, he says, 
Anyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. He says anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a fool. We've just been talking about how nice God is and he loves us and all of that. <laughs> Jesus says, and he's, I think he's pretty serious about this because this is how he's summarizing his whole big message. If you've just heard these words of mine, sleeshal, just heard the sounds and don't do them, you're actually being very foolish. Jesus says you're a foolish person who's building their house just like a man who would build their house on the sand. And we know we've had earthquakes. We know what that's all about. Okay. Um, his brother James is even worse. His brother James writes this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Church could be a very dangerous place to be. Reading the Bible at home, being an actor, you know, in your activate group, you know, doing Bible discussions and Bible studies and all of that. I hope you do it all. But that could be actually pretty dangerous and self-deceptive. Because we know a lot. I know I should love my enemies. I know that. But I could be deceiving myself into thinking because I know it, I actually do it. <laughs> That's a big difference. And so, oh, I'm getting a bit preachy, sorry. Um, but this is kind of, uh, he says, do what it says. This is kind of the emphasis that we're trying to get across, the DNA into the lives of the young people that we're working with in Ukraine. If they can grasp this idea that when you are listening to Jesus, you're not only wanting to know what he says, but you're wanting to do it. That is what being a disciple is, copying the master, living the life that the master wants of us. And here's one thing that the master told us to go and do. I couldn't be up here on missions mandate, global mandate, first Sunday and not have this verse up here because Jesus told us to go and make disciples, teach, baptizing and teaching them. Interesting, teaching them to obey everything that I taught you, not just to know it. Um, so I'm going to skip through this. Oh, no, let me, let me tell you about these three ladies. So Shelley, you know, she's the American lady um, that's on our team. And so she meets with Yulia once a week. And they study the Bible together, they pray. They started off just doing a series of like 12 simple lessons when Yulia first became a Christian. Now they just read the Bible, pray, talk about, confess their sins one to another. How much do you do that? <laughs> um, we don't like to do that. They do it. But then every week, Nastia, uh, Yulia meets with Nastia. So Yulia's been a Christian for two years. Nastia got saved last year. She's been a Christian for one year. Unfortunate name, isn't it? Nastia. Nastia. Nastier than who is what I keep thinking. Are you the nastiest? I tell them it's an unfortunate name when you translate it, when you go to English-speaking countries. It's actually short for a very beautiful Russian name that we mess up. Okay, and the Russian name is Anastasia. Anastasia. And what do we say? Anastasia. Um, we mess all Russian names up. Okay? We really do. We get the emphasis on the wrong syllable, and they don't sound right. So, like President Putin, what's his first name? Vladimir, no, Vladimir. Boris Yeltsin, no, Boris. Okay, we get them all wrong. But anyway, this is Anastasia, Nastia. Um, but I just want to share about these three girls very quickly and finish with this. This was a year ago, because you're part of this, and that's why I want to share the story. This is a year ago. I went to a little conference um, on, a, on simple church. This is kind of complex church. This is big church. 
Okay, what we're doing is maybe on a, sim a bit simpler, more like your activate groups, multiplying those. Um, we still do some bigger meetings from time to time, um, but simple church. So we went to a simple church conference. So this is Darina, you know her from the video. This is uh, Ilona, she's looking a bit grumpy, but that's because she's a single mum. <laughs> um, no, it's not. Uh, we're just all seriously listening to somebody. And Yulia already know, okay, who said that she didn't love us, okay, and me. So we got along to this conference. Um, this year, though, the, the organizer of this conference asked me if any of our people wanted to be involved in organizing a youth conference. So Darina and Yulia said yes. They got on the committee. They were part of that. And here it is. 60 young people came to this youth conference. And they spoke at it. Nasty. Uh, um, Yulia, so she's been a Christian for two years, she led a whole session, and I loved her topic. I don't know if they gave her the topic or if she chose it, but her topic was this, get this, for a two-year-old Christian. Do you go to church or do you be the church? I love that. Do you come to church? No, you can't come to church. You come to a building, you come to a meeting, you know, but you are the church. We are the church. We are the family. I thought that was so good. I want to get a transcript or whatever she said uh, because I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, so I'm just, the reason why I encourage you about this is because I was encouraged by an American missionary who was here um, at this conference, and he said, because I wasn't at this one, this was while I was in New Zealand, and he said, Brent, oh, and to our whole team, to Randy, Shelley, Kevin, you should be proud of your spiritual daughters because of what they did, uh, their, their expertise, like their, their skill, their, but their energy, just the, the presence that they sensed of God working in their lives and the transformation and the messages that they brought. Um, I mean, here's a little nastier. Now, she's, only been a, she's leading a discussion group. She just knows how to do it. How long have you been walking with the Lord? Are you doing the business? You know, I, I'd just like to encourage you with that missionary's encouragement to me because that's your story. You're part of that. These are, in a sense, your spiritual daughters as well. Um, some of you pray, some of you give. Certainly this church has supported me for, for a lot. Um, and I just want to finish with this picture because it's one of my favorites. I think there's a good description of the Christian life, of us helping each other. So my question is, which one are you? Are you the one helping or are you the one being helped? Yeah, some, that's what we often get. It's like, well, I'm kind of a bit of both. Depends on the relationship. So maybe the better picture is this one. You're the one in the middle. Okay. So have you got somebody? Now, I'm not talking about pastors. I'm not talking about this whole event here, even though this is all part of our growth and our disciple-making, being part of this. But do you have one or two people who know you, who know how you define yourself, who know what makes you happy, who know what makes you sad, who, knew, who knows what made you sad today? Who knows what scriptures you're reading and what you're struggling with obeying? Okay. Who knows the things in your heart that you're confessing? Do you have one or two like that? Probably can't be a whole activate group. That's too big a group. But do you have some? And, but, and often I get some nods. You know, I'm seeing them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some people like that. But my question to you is, do you have some people that you're that for them? That you're helping along? It may be Christians. It may be not Christians. You know, maybe somebody at work, you're just meeting with them. You know, you're just hanging out at Smoko and, and just talking, and this is your person. I believe in the sovereignty of God, kind of. I don't understand it. <laughs> How can you believe in something you don't understand? But anyway, um, I don't think it's an accident that you work where you work, have the neighbors you have, have the kids that you have, that go to the school that they do, and that puts you in contact with all of these people. I don't think that's an accident. 
And look at that picture and just ponder that for a moment. Who's helping me? Do I have, in which case if I don't, let me get some. And who am I helping? Who's in my circle that I'm helping to grow? Um, if you want to be part of what we do, you can sign up for, you can grab one of these and stick me on your refrigerator, or anywhere you like, but traditional Baptist and Brethren way is on the refrigerator. Um, they're at the, by the coffee machine, the big fancy coffee machine that you have to pay for. Um, go and grab one of them. If you want more information, like I send out emails, there's a sheet there, you can sign up. Think about camp, seriously. Uh, I'd like to know, um, you know, in the next little while, if you would be interested in that. So that's me. Have a good day. Great. Thank you so much, Brent. Isn't that encouraging and exciting what God is doing in the Ukraine? And I love that picture of discipleship making and that we're all part of that. And we have a part to play, not only in the countries around the world, but also in our own um, city here of Hamilton. And today is the launch of Global Mission, Global Mandate, and it's just wonderful to have you with us, uh, Brandon, over the next five to six weeks, we'll be hearing more from missionaries and more about Global Mandate. And uh, as you leave the auditorium today, you'll have the opportunity to get one of these Global Mandate books. This is hot off the press. Elska wouldn't even let me read it before the 9am gathering. So it's very much hot property, but I really encourage you to take one. And, and take the time to read through it. There you'll find out more about what these banners are expressing of global mandate in Indonesia and Thailand. There'll be wonderful stories and uh, details in the booklet. Likewise, for India, the work that we are doing and partnering with is very exciting. In India, in the north of India in particular, in the Punjab, also in China, where Grant and Vicky are, in Hong Kong, and also where Anna and Nam, who were here recently, three or four weeks ago, there's uh, details about them. And on this side, uh, Europe, with the work that's happening in there, in Africa, exciting developments that are there, and of course, Global Mandate at Home, where you and I are involved with prayer support, sharing our story, discipling and making others. And as Brent has mentioned, Activate groups are a great way to connect and grow uh, in God and grow with one another. And if you're not part of an Activate group and would like to, in this month's uh, newsletter of the monthly one, there are other details to contact the office about Activate groups. So I'd really encourage you to do that. But first of all, I'd like to ask, Linda, if you'd put up on the screen Psalm 117, and we're going to finish with this. This is the shortest psalm in the whole Bible. In fact, it's only two verses long. It is the shortest uh, chapter in the whole Bible, Psalm 107. And it goes, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people. Verse 2, thanks. For great is His love, to war, or great is his love uh, for, his, for He loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures uh, forever. Praise the Lord. Shortest chapter in the whole Bible. Two chapters over is the longest chapter at, 100, at Psalm 119, which has like got a million verses. It's really, really long. And as you know, if you do come to a 9 a.m. gathering, we read a chapter um, of the Psalms. And when we read that one, we'll still be going well into the 9.30 gathering. It's a very long Psalm. But this Psalm here, we don't know who wrote it. It was probably written by a temple musician. And when you look in the word, take the word praise the Lord, it's a universal word in Hebrew, hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you say it in English, whether you say it in Russian, 
whether you say it in Japanese, Chinese, Hebrew, Greek, everybody knows the word hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word, when it starts off, goes Yahweh. And so the psalmist is writing, I'm praising my God. The most personal, sacred name given to God is Yahweh. And so the psalmist is writing, praise you, God, my personal person who I'm intimately related with you. Praise you. And you're the God of all the nations. And there would have been many who would have first heard this going, well, God is only for the people of Israel. I'm sure a few people would have had their minds stretched to think, praise the Lord, all you nations. But you come down through the channels of the corridors of time and after the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, for you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And the Apostle Paul, with his co-workers and the other disciples, begin to move through Israel and to the north, and go into what is today modern Syria, and preach the gospel. And there's a song that's sung, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Then they move into what is today modern Turkey, in the northwest, moving from Israel to Syria, cross over into Western Europe to Greece, where the first church is planted in Philippi, there, the gospel continues to move in these words, hallelujah, praise the Lord. There are 195 nations in the world. And Jesus said when every nation, every tribe, every ethnos group has heard the good news, maybe when they're singing hallelujah, then the Lord will return again. And until that time, we have a global mandate to take the good news, to do what God has called us to do in this city, to partner with Brent, to partner with others in China and Africa and Asia and Europe to see the gospel expressed. And isn't that a wonderful mandate to be part of? But those words, hallelujah, reverberate around the world. And God invites us not just to know the words, but to know those words in personal relationship with Him that they come out of our heart that's alive with the God who loves us and who is faithful toward us and we want to share His love and faithfulness with others. I think of Leonard Cohen who wrote the song in the movie Shrek, Where Are You Are? And um, I could sing it like Bob Dylan, but <laughs> I could try it, eh, Brett? You reckon I should? One of the things I like about Bob, if I can say this, he doesn't know what key he's going to start in, and nor do I. <laughs> Owen, can you help me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, there we go. But just before he does. So these words, they're in a movie that's played all around the world. When there's a tragedy with terrorists in France last year, what do they sing? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, all your nations. So why don't we just sing this a couple of times? There you go, on. I'm going to try, Brett. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people. For He loves us with an unfailing love and His faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You just begin to lift your voice and express your thanks to Him. Lord, you're awesome. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we exalt you. Mighty is your name. Hallelujah. Father, as we launch into global mandate, Father, I pray the sound of praise the Lord, the sound of hallelujah, Lord, would come easy upon our lips. That, Lord, all the nations of the world would declare praise the Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Can we just take a few moments too? If um, can, you, can I just ask you to close your eyes? If you are here this morning and you know that you're not in right relationship with God, maybe you don't even have a relationship with Jesus, and you're going, this morning I need to be connected to God. I need to know Jesus as my friend. I've been going my way, but now it's time to turn to go to His way. If that's you this morning, can you give me a wave? Awesome. Great. Thank you. Anyone else? Great. Take a few more moments. That's awesome. Church, can I ask you to say after this, after me, and particularly for those that have responded, if you could pray with me, and I'd love to meet you at the end of this gathering. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of Jesus. And Lord, for too long I've gone my own way. But today I choose to follow you. I ask you to come into my heart to cleanse me and forgive me. Renew me and refresh me. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time, praise God. That is awesome. I'd love to meet you. Church, let's put our hands together to congratulate those people. Awesome. Great. If this is your first or second time at Activate as you leave, help yourself to a white uh, pack at the end where you can receive details about the church and you're welcome to leave your details with us and we'll be in contact with you. Thank you for being purposed in your giving and to remind you that we have our 6pm gathering this evening. Brent will be speaking again, so I really encourage you to come out. And uh, so God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon and look forward to seeing you this evening. God bless. Thank you, church.
God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! long way. That's why we love you.
Let's go now. In the front now. In the back now. Let's go now. Ladies. <laughs> That's for the struggle.
Thank you.